What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host, Tony. Tony the Tiger? Tony the Tiger here with? His co-host, Toucan Sam. What is going on, everyone? I'm super fired up. Yeah, that, we, we want to do something funny, but I don't know if it was funny or cringy. You let us know, but it's relevant because today we're going to be talking all about hunger, its place in dieting, how to control hunger for weight loss. Like This is such a high-level topic, and this is something that's often overlooked. People just say, hey, eat less food. It's not a big deal. You'll lose weight. But it's like, wait a second. Hunger is a very real thing. It can impact you know how we function. It can impact our energy, our libido, all these different components. So it's not something that should be overlooked. So today... We're actually going to give you eight killer tips to really, you know, effectively control this. And I just want to start with a little preamble, if I may, um, that there's a big difference in hunger. So hunger is a very general and kind of abstract concept, right? Like, yes, being hungry is a thing, but like, to what degree? Like, am I hungry if it's 9 p.m. at night? I'm watching TV and I'm like, hey, man, I'd love to reach for something for my hand and just have something to eat right now. No, not so much. That's more so boredom, right? So you need to like, and even intuitive eating in general is such a high level concept because in theory it makes sense hey eat when you're hungry but it's harder than ever right like there's fatty foods there's sugary foods there's commercials there's all these different crazy things that just makes it so hard so the first understanding is knowing the difference between tolerable hunger and intolerable hunger so once again being hungry is a very important component of weight loss right hunger really lets your body know hey i'm eating a little bit past my level of satiety i am in a deficit and because of that, I am with a reduction of calories, I'm going to lose some weight. And that can be a great signal to us to know that we are in a deficit. Most often, if you're feeling extremely full, you're not going to be losing as much weight unless with the exception of having an immense amount of food volume. And we're going to get more into this a little bit later on, but really know the difference between the two. So tolerable hunger is like, hey, I could eat, but life goes on. You know, you're not unable to focus. You're not in pain, anything like that. Intolerable hunger is when you're so hungry, you can't sleep you can't function, you're angry, you feel lethargic, you feel de-energized, like that is not absolutely a level of hunger you want. And that's where it can be tough. You know, like if you're doing competition, if you're doing a crash diet, that's where you can kind of get the effects of that. And we do want to avoid that at all costs, you know, whether adjusting calorie consumption, adjusting output, all these different components. But once again, tolerable hunger is not a bad thing. We're going to tell you how you can kind of circumvent it and minimize it. And we'll give examples to each one. But once again, know that is a normal thing. And we just wanted to kind of start with that little bit of a warning label before we jump into our points. So I'm going to let Mr. KG, aka Toucan Sam, jump in with number one. Yeah, super well said. I'm really glad you addressed that. And, you know, even like for us, like Josh and I like to let people know, like we've done competitions, like we don't believe that they're the healthiest thing for a certain amount of time. But like we were at the point where it's just like even myself, like I would come home at like 6 p.m. or like 5 p.m. and just not want to do anything uh, with anyone like I just I literally was like so grumpy it's just like it should never get to that point like there may be one or two bad days here and there but like if we're all about sustainability and like long-term success which I believe 99% of you are like we need to look at just what's sustainable and what we can actually adhere to um, for long-term success so number one um, my biggest tip is just what's your food selection like obviously we love the 80-20 principle and love eating healthy whole foods and having a bit of fun foods but like going off of the toucan Sam and uh, Tony the tiger example you know if you have a plate of uh or a bowl sorry of um you know let's say uh what's it called tony the tiger what what type of cereal is his i don't even remember man kellogg's I, 
Kellogg's. So Kellogg's is just full of sugar, full of just like no fiber, just like pretty much like nonsense for the most part. You know, hey, don't hate me. Um, I, I used to love my cereal as well. But you have that versus, let's say, maybe Josh's oatmeal or a plate of, you know, chicken and veggies or like just something that's more filling. Like there is a massive difference. You want to make sure you're choosing stuff that's high in protein, high in fiber, high in micronutrients, something that's actually going to fill you up. And I always use the example of like Big Mac versus the plate of chicken and veggies. Like let's say each one's 500 calories which one's going to satisfy you more the big mac's going to often leave you craving um, unhealthier foods actually probably be a little bit hungry versus the plate of chicken and veggies that's just going to be so high in food volume that you're not even going to want to eat for the next few hours so really making sure that you're actually choosing optimal foods you know if you're all constantly going to the the the, the takeout window for tim hortons and just grabbing these random wraps and just you know just having these donuts and stuff like that like once again i love fitting little things in my diet but for the most part it should be filled with high quality high nutrient foods to leave you feeling satisfied um, throughout the day. Yeah, even cereal is such a good example. Like Kellogg's, I don't think is the worst one. It's not the best either. Mr. Toucan Sam here and his Fruit Loops are probably one of the worst ones. You know, like for whatever reason, it's being normalized that like cereal is a hearty breakfast, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but like even looking at a serving size of 100 grams of Kellogg's, which we all know we'd have more. 378 calories, 84 grams of carbs, seven protein. Like you're just basically huffing down carbs. And like the most carbs aren't the problem either, but do most people need this like to start their day? No, like you're not getting much protein. 92% of your calories are coming from carbs at 84 grams, which is just crazy, right? Like, and once again, carbohydrates actually has like one of the shortest windows of satiation relative to fats and protein. So that's another thing to, you know, consider. And by starting your diet with sugary, simple foods, you know, you're not going to have that same level of satiety that, you know, things higher in fiber, higher in, you know, protein will actually supply to you. So I think Kyle said that one perfect. So I'm not going to add on any more there, but I'm really happy he did mention that because that is a big thing and you know I'll, I'll even you know next number two is symbol similar in that just to minimize like added sugar and empty calories you know in particular where people go wrong is they'll you know fill however many percentage of their daily calories with sugary juices pops uh, orange juice pops uh you know sweets like these are things i recommend cutting first because they're kind of the easiest in my opinion and you might say i can't do it i have coke every day i've had coke every day for 10 years like i've had a lot of clients like that you know switch to diet coke and then eventually try switching to nothing like there are swaps that make it fairly easy and the cool thing about sugar in your body is like when you have a lot of sugar your body wants more of it it normalizes it craves it but when you start to you know I guess I was going to say deintroduce, but I don't think that's an appropriate term. As you start to restrict these things and take them away, um, you know, your body will actually crave them less and you won't miss them as much and you'll find it easier and easier than ever. So it's just an easy way to save a lot of calories because once again, these aren't going to satiate you. Your body burns through simple carbs very, very fast. I forget the exact time it takes um, relative to complex carbs. But once again, both those are going to be way slower than fats and proteins. So you really want to minimize this in your diet. And when you do have the more as a treat you know especially if you're someone who's had cereal um, sugary cereal every day maybe switch to that oatmeal and protein powder switch to a smoothie switch to something that will make it easier on you like a good example even is 
have a friend who, you know, is like 260 pounds. He was dieting. He's also over 120 pounds and he only eats something like 1400 calories, which is less than I would prescribe him personally. But he says he's fully satiated because he's just filling that with vegetables, fibers, proteins, he'll eat like two things of cabbage a day, you know, boiled it, um, you know, soups, all these different things. Like he'll just shove his diet so full of volume that he can be satiated and minimizes hunger where even me, you know, at a maintenance of 34, 3600 calories, I could be eating more simple foods, fill that up. And that could be less satiating for me than 2000 calories of really good hearty food. So it really does matter what you're consuming. And that's why we really recommend the 80 20 rule for most people. And if you're deep in a diet, you might want to make that 90 10 or 95 five. Yeah, super well said. And, you know, even just sim- simply adding on, I, I I think a lot of people without realizing will have like 600 plus calories of just like empty, just like kind of like nonsense. Even I was having a conversation with, um you know, a friend the other day and he actually didn't realize even alcohol. He's like, but those are empty calories. I'm like, yeah, but they still count. And a lot of times I think people, you know, he was probably having a, quite a few hundred calories. He was trying to eat only once per day, trying to ask me for advice and stuff. I'm like, dude, cut the alcohol. Let's minimize that. Let's actually spread out the window like you know sometimes people will have the thought of like like only eating one time per day i'm like that like sure like you can do it like that's fine but it's just like why you know like uh just one of those things to consider is just you know once again um le- less of the nonsense and just you know all that like i'll sometimes see i'm like man like this person just had like you know 300 calories from like orange juice here and then they have this and then that and, like not in a judgmental way but it's like they're the ones who are always complaining like oh my god i'm always so hungry or i'm not actually able to lose fat because they end up eating way more coming out of that deficit and we want to make sure you get long-term success if you're listening to this podcast. Number three is just simply focusing on sustainable eating patterns. Now, of course, everyone here knows I'm a creature of habit. I love using my schedule. I love planning things. I love knowing what I'm having for my meal. I love, I just love all that. And I truly believe that's how we function the best. But where a lot of people go wrong is they don't you know, I was having a conversation once again with someone actually, um, this was probably a couple months ago. And it's just like, you know, talking, we were talking about, you know, just eating, like, when do you eat breakfast? Like, when do you have lunch? And pretty much their answer was just like, um, breakfast. Uh, and like, they couldn't really give me answers. And I personally believe that in order for our body to just kind of know what's up and just to kind of become regulated and just function properly, not function properly, I shouldn't say that, but just to become situated and kind of have the habits developed and just know what's going on, having actual proper eating patterns. Like for me personally, I always have my breakfast between 8 and 9 a.m. I'll always have my lunch around 1130 to 1230 and I'll always have my dinner around 5 to 530. I eat dinner pretty early and then I'll have a snack in the afternoon. But I just truly believe like in order to even succeed and just kind of hit your calorie range and just allow yourself like, you know, you don't have to be spreading it out every two hours. That's a common myth that people think to in, in order to keep the metabolism going is like you have to eat every two hours, but just have sustainable eating patterns. Just try to stay consistent. Don't be someone who has breakfast at 7am one day. And then the next day you have it at 11. Try to keep it simple, even if you're not, you know, just, yeah, that's pretty much my biggest tip here um, for that one. I don't want to beat this one up too much here. Absolutely. Yeah, this is just a big one. We go on this one forever, but definitely take that into account because that is essential. And next up, number four, I touch on this quickly. Uh, This is one I got to remind myself of every day. Know the difference between hunger and boredom. And I'm going to add, you know, well, actually, I want to add that because this can be later, but know the difference between hunger and boredom, right? So you really got to ask yourself, am I hungry? And what this is why I love tracking calories, because, you know, maybe I'll be done my calories for the end. I could eat. And I'm like, 
wait a second, I have 3,600 calories. Like I should be okay. Versus maybe it's late at night, your body's hungry and you're like, Oh, how much should I eat today? And you're like, Oh, I only had a thousand calories. I got so busy. I need food. Like that can be a good reminder to kind of know where you're at. And that's why like we believe knowledge is power. And that's why we believe in tracking of all different kinds, you know, knowledge is awareness and that helps a long way, but really learn to differentiate. Am I hungry? Am I bored? Maybe am I spreading out my eating window too much? Like by having that understanding, you can really limit, like, especially late at night, people that are starting their diet. I'm like, listen, you're going to be a little bit hungry. It's going to be the end of the night. You'll want to eat a little something. Just say to yourself, Hey, I'm dieting. I don't need it. It's no big deal. Boom. The day passes check mark. You've got a day in, you know, you've started your deficit. You do that a little bit more and you're going to, you know, finish that diet nice and quick. So really ask yourself, am I hungry? Am I bored? Uh, you know, and you'll be pretty good at being honest with yourself for it. I love it. Yeah, super well said. That's a great question, especially with a lot of people just being at home, working from home, like being near their cupboards and everything. Like even myself, I noticed, man, like I'm I'm like, am I actually bored? Like it's just it's one of those things we all kind of, you know, suffer with that. Um, but it's it's definitely important to to spend uh, to spend time thinking about that. You know, even like uh uh, yeah. So I think you were probably thinking the same thing. I was going to talk about water. Like that's one, one thing yeah. I'll do is just, we may as well just uh, jump into, I just like, I'll take a glass of water and just like, it'll take a few minutes and be like, am I actually hungry? Like, you know, and then a lot of times I'm like, no, not really. Like, you know, because that water will fill me up and, you know, just once again, that's, that's one small little thing that we like doing as well. Um, number five, this one's super important. You know, if you even want to search Colossus Fitness macro hacks, well, you'll probably be able to get 30 to 50 different ones. We'll actually also put down below our website, our old website, which is like a little uh, macro. I guess hack this would be number water. six too. Cause you did water, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, so I mean, number just six. drinking more water. Yeah. Like number five is just drinking more water. Like just to spend a tiny bit more time. Like most people aren't drinking enough water. The average person struggles with it. You drink more water. That's going to be huge. Um, but yeah, like number six is just the macro hacks. Like, you know, even for me, like sparkling water is one of my favorite macro hacks. It fills me up. It leaves me feeling a bit full. It's zero calories. And there's so many different ones. Like if you're someone who will maybe want chips, you're craving chips. Well, instead of having a, ba- a bowl of chips that could be 350 calories, maybe having some, you know, non-buttery popcorn could be 150 calories, but fill you up just as much, if not more. There's hundreds of these macro hacks that I've always been a fan of, especially if you are on a restricted amount of calories if you're on lower calories give it a shot um once again there's so many of them we could go on for days about it but uh these are absolutely absolutely huge and definitely essential yeah definitely check out those videos we've done some really fun ones in the grocery store look forward to doing that eventually again soon so be on the lookout subscribe to our youtube if you haven't lots of great content over there too especially people be like oh, i'm bummed i've listened to every single one of your podcasts like you know what should i do next i'm like yo go check out the youtube there's some fun stuff uh we've done some silly things too like calorie challenges and a bunch of different stuff there so you should definitely check that out it's just colossus fitness on youtube we'll also link it in the show notes here uh, and then next up, uh, quite simply, is just to try a smaller calorie deficit. Like, don't do it, doesn't have to be so dramatic and so extreme. Like, especially if you're someone who doesn't have the best diet adherence, some people are incredible. They just have an ironclad will, they can be at a reduction of 40% calories, not flinch an eye. Some people, you reduce calories 20%, and it's like, you know, it's a whole radical shift in their day and their momentum. And, you know, some people, maybe we just got to take a little slower. Maybe we're doing half a pound a week, a quarter pound a week, whatever it is. Like, uh, there's no rush, you know, it's just about getting it done, getting it done sustainably. And, you know, if it is really impacting you, just slow it down a little bit. It's not a race. It's not the end of the world. You'll get it done. Just try a smaller uh, calorie deficit. Yeah. And like, you have to ask yourself, like some people like sure during the week, like, you know, they can stick to this like low calorie amount, but it's like, you know, just then 
Friday, they're just starving and it's just like, you know, they're so restricted and then they can't adhere to it all. And then they're going to be out of that deficit, which, you know, we're all here to get you results. Like I want you to all, you know, once again, be satisfied to the best of your ability, but I also want you all to get incredible results. So think about that, you know, instead of maybe a thousand calorie deficit, try a 300 to 500 calorie deficit. Last but not least, slow it down and practice mindfulness. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of this in the past. Uh, one of my clients texted me the other, the other day and he's like, Hey man, I actually practiced, um, eating dinner with the opposite hand, like just like the, his like, um, non-dominant hand. I'm like, man, I, I don't think I've tried that one. I don't think I've suggested that one, but you know, drinking a sip of water every single, um, between each bite, um, setting a timer. Um, you know, if you want to ever use, uh, um, what are they called chopsticks instead of utensils? Like there's so many different things, but like, just be mindful. Like, you know, even just being present is one of the most important traits for any of us out there. But if you're actually like, Hmm, like I'm grateful for this, like, you know, how does this actually taste? Like, you know, a lot of times people just scarf it down and you know, that's okay. Like it's, it's up to you. But if you are trying to manage that hunger, really making sure to slow it down a little bit um, and practice more mindfulness will help you manage that hunger for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, just to end here, if you want the best coaching on the planet, if you want to see some incredible uh, results, if you want an opportunity to work with me and Kyle, go check out our website to learn more. That'll be the first link thing in the show notes down below. Second will be YouTube, but I really hope these uh, tips helped. And, you know, once again, gave you some more of a framework of, you know, how hunger has its place in a deficit and in fitness in general. So definitely an awesome episode. Really glad we can make it. You know, if you enjoyed it, uh, be sure to share it to your Instagram story. That means the world. Tag us at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Otherwise, we'll see you in the next episode. Anything to add? No, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for this awesome episode. Tony the Tiger, you did great. Uh, Toucan yeah. Sam is checking out Toucan as well. Toucan Sam in the house. Peace out. Mwah.